So if you want to take your Bibles, if you have them, and uh, if not, there's some in the uh, pew rack in front of you, and turn with me to the Gospel of Luke. Uh, our scripture uh, for our message tonight comes from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, verses 8 through 12. Uh, this Christmas season, this Advent season, our church has been looking at four great prophecies of Christmas uh, on Sunday mornings. And one of the amazing things about the Bible is that it is filled with prophecies, and, and not just prophecies, but fulfilled prophecies. Uh, prophecies that were made centuries in advance that were later fulfilled exactly as they were foretold. And uh, this is one of the many evidences we have that the Bible truly is the Word of God, uh, because on, only God knows the future, right? And only God can guarantee that what He has spoken will indeed come to pass. And many of these prophecies in the Bible are about Jesus. Uh, in fact, there are more than 300 prophecies about Christ uh, in the Old Testament that were directly fulfilled by Jesus when he came. And then there are many others that will be fulfilled uh, later when Christ returns. And in our series on Sunday mornings, we didn't have 300 Sunday mornings, so we didn't do all the prophecies, but we've been looking at, especially at those prophecies that Jesus fulfilled at Christmas, uh, prophecies that were fulfilled specifically when uh, Christ was born into our world on Christmas Eve. Uh, we've looked at the prophecy of a great battle, the prophecy of a great star, the prophecy of a great sign, and the prophecy of a great king. And all of that leads us to tonight's message, uh, which is all about a great savior, a great savior. So we're in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. Please follow along as I read these beautiful verses for us. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This is God's holy word. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, as we look into your word tonight to uh, just learn more about Jesus and to draw closer to you through your word, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and speak to our hearts of the beauty and wonder and truth of Christmas this evening. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we just read, the, the angel that uh, came that Christmas Eve uh, to the shepherds watching their flocks out in the field uh, had a message for them. And that message was simply this, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And so tonight we come to the message of a great Savior. A Jesus Christ who was born in Bethlehem to be our Savior so many years ago. Uh, there's an outline in your worship guide if you'd like to take that out to follow along. But we're going to be looking at uh, several points tonight. Uh, why is Jesus such a great Savior? Number one, he fulfills all the great prophecies. Number two, he brings great joy and peace 
And number three, he is our great God and Savior who is given for us. So that's what we'll be looking at tonight as we look at Jesus, our great Savior. First reason Jesus is a great Savior is because he fulfills all the great prophecies. And this was really the whole purpose uh, of our Advent series uh, over these past weeks. We took some time uh, to look at these four great prophecies of Christmas uh, so that together we could better understand how Jesus came, not unexpectedly, okay, not as a surprise, but in fulfillment of prophecy. And how these prophecies were given to us so that we would recognize Jesus when he came, when the Messiah came, how would you know he's the Messiah? You look at the prophecies. You look at who fulfilled the prophecies. Now, we're not going to take the time. We don't have the time to look at all four of these prophecies in great detail tonight. We've already looked at them over the last four weeks. But I do want to run through them again briefly, both as an introduction for those of you who were not here for the uh, series and, and then as a review for those of you who were. And so the first prophecy was the prophecy of a great battle. Uh, we found this in Genesis 3.15. We learned that this was not only the first prophecy of Christmas, it's the first prophecy in the whole Bible, uh, first prophecy in all of Scripture. Uh, God gave this particular prophecy all the way back in the beginning, back in the Garden of Eden, uh, right after Adam and Eve first sinned against God. And God told Satan in Genesis 3.15, he said, And I will put enmity or hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. And in this prophecy, we learned that a specific individual would be born of the seed of the woman who would defeat Satan and his seed. We also learned that there's an early hint of the prophecy of the virgin birth in here, that this child would be born of the seed of the woman uh, rather than the seed of the man. And so this was the first great prophecy of Christmas. It said, Messiah is coming. And when he comes, he will deliver God's people uh, from all of their enemies. So that was prophecy number one. And then we looked at the second prophecy, the prophecy of a great star. And now we found this prophecy in the book of Numbers 24, 17, uh, which said, A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all the sons of Sheph. And you know, that's kind of gruesome at the end there. What's that one all about? Well, we saw that the star and the scepter in this prophecy, these are both symbols of royalty. We saw how the scepter there brings us back to the book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 10, to an earlier prophecy which foretold that the Messiah would come from the line of Judah, that there would be a, a royal line uh, come, of kings coming from Judah leading up to the Messiah. And that this king who comes in the line of Judah would do what? He would crush the heads of God's enemies. That went back to Genesis 3.15, right? When Messiah comes, he will crush the head of the serpent. And so the prophecy of the star was also fulfilled by the uh, royal star of Bethlehem, which signaled to the Magi from a distant country that the Messiah had come, that the Messiah had been born, and the star guided them to Jesus that they might come and worship him. And then the third prophecy we looked at was the prophecy of a great sign. 
And we found this great sign in Isaiah 7:14, where the prophet Isaiah foretold the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And so long before Jesus was ever born as a virgin, the prophecy was made uh, that the virgin would, be, uh, would give birth to a son and that this male child born of a virgin, born of the seed of the woman, right? Not the seed of the man would somehow signal to us God's presence with us on earth because they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then the fourth prophecy we looked at was the prophecy of a great king. And we read this one in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And so Isaiah foretold, he prophesied, when the Messiah came, he would come in the line of David and he would reign as king on David's throne forever. And as we said earlier, these are just four uh, of the many prophecies that were made about Christ uh, that Jesus fulfilled uh, at his birth. Uh, the Bible also foretold that the Messiah would come from the offspring of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The kingship would come through the line of Judah, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Just one prophecy after another. Jesus fulfilled all of these prophecies. Jesus is a great Savior, first of all, because he fulfills all the great prophecies. And this is a confirmation to us that Jesus truly is the Messiah sent from God. Secondly, Jesus is a great Savior because he brings us great joy and peace. Great joy and Great peace. And if we go back to those shepherds now out in the fields, that first Christmas Eve, uh, we read that when that angel first appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, they were terrified, right? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Notice the birth of Jesus is not only good news, it is good news of joy. And it's not only good news of joy, it is good news of great joy. And it's not only good news of great joy, but it's good news of great joy that is for all the people, for all people everywhere. And why is that? Because Jesus is a great Savior. He came to save us from our sins. He came to deliver you from the power of Satan, sin, and death. He came to rescue you from this present evil age and to bring you into his glorious kingdom forever. And he offers you the free gift of eternal life just for believing in his name. And that is good news of great joy 
for all the people because Jesus is a savior for all. The Bible says, whosoever will may come and everyone who believes in him will be saved. And so what could be better news than that? Jesus is a great savior because he brings great joy for all the people. And Jesus is a great savior also because he brings great peace, great joy and great peace. You know, we read in the Gospel of Luke, after the angel finished speaking uh, to the shepherds, uh, that uh, suddenly, Luke 2, 13 and 14, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. And these are those familiar words of Christmas carols and Glad, glad tidings everywhere, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Jesus came to bring peace between you and God. Jesus came to bring peace between you and your fellow man. Jesus came to bring peace in your heart, personal peace. Jesus came to bring peace eventually over all of the earth. And one day all wars and striving will cease and there will be nothing but peace, peace, glorious peace. And so that's our second reason Jesus is a great Savior is because he brings great joy and great peace. Jesus fulfills all the great prophecies. He brings great joy and great peace. And then finally, number three, the Bible tells us Jesus is a great Savior because he is our great God and Savior who was given for us. He was given for us. You know, the Bible tells us that God gave Jesus to us as a Savior. And we first see that in that prophecy of, of a great king that we looked at from the book of Isaiah. You know the words, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, is given. And then we read the words of the angel from the, the Gospel of Luke, chapter two, 2. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And so Jesus is not just a child who is born. He is a son who is given. Jesus is not just a Savior who has been born. He is a Savior who has been born to you and for each one of you. He is a Son who is given to us. He is a Savior who is born for us. God gave Jesus to us as a Savior. But not only that, not only did God give Jesus to us as a Savior, Jesus gave himself for us as a Savior. We read this in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. We read about the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And so God not only gave Jesus, Jesus gave himself in order to save us from our sins that we might live lives that bring glory to God 
and good to the people around them. You know, we all like to, to give and receive gifts at Christmas time, right? But the greatest gift of all was Jesus our Savior. He is our great God and Savior who was given for us. Which leads us to the great question that we find in the book of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? You see, you cannot simply look at Christmas each year and then look away. The good news of Christmas demands a response. Jesus came as a Savior at Christmas to save you and to save me. We have all sinned, we have all fallen short of God's glory, but God sent Jesus at Christmas to save us from our sins and to bring us into his kingdom forever. And the Bible says all you need to do is believe. There isn't any great work you need to do for God. There isn't some amazing thing you have to do to earn that salvation. The Bible says all you need to do is believe. The Bible tells us in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So let me ask you, will you put your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior this Christmas? Will you receive the greatest Christmas gift of all, the greatest gift of all into your life, the gift of God's one and only Son who died on the cross for your sins. You see, Jesus is a great Savior. He fulfills all the great prophecies. He brings great joy and peace. He is our great God and Savior who was given for us. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3 asks the question, how then shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Jesus gave himself for you. Now only one question remains. Will you give yourself to him? Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, we thank you for the wonder of Christmas. That you, Lord Jesus, almighty God, the Son of God, from before all time, from before the creation of the world, that you entered our world. The virgin conceived, she gave birth to a son. We call him Emmanuel, God with us. We call you Jesus, for you are Savior. We call you Lord, for you are Lord. And we come to worship you this evening. Lord, bless us, draw us close to your presence this Christmas Eve as we worship you as the babe in the manger and the risen Lord enthroned on high. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.